Welcome back, everybody. This, again, is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. I'm Nate. And I am Paul. And I'm Isaac. Whoa. That's a, three instead of There's two. an extra person in the room. This is strange. Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Well, I'm from Brazil. That's the first information Whoa. that I can give to you. Well, that hint. That, that, that's the teaser right there. He's from Brazil. Well, welcome, Isaac. It's great to have you with us, um, especially because this is a very important celebratory podcast. This is our 50th Yay. podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Golf claps. Let's Golf hear claps. it. 50th. That seems like a milestone, right? Yes. When people turn 50, they have a big party. When they have a 50th wedding anniversary, they have a big party. So five years old. Yes. Way to go. Thank you. Um, when, uh, this is totally off subject, but when uh, Sarah and I first started going out, we're undergrads at St. Olaf College. And the first family event that I went to was Phil and Margaret's 50th wedding anniversary. So I was at her grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. The first time I met most of the family. I'd met you. We had done a little ministry together at St. Olaf. I had met your wife. I had met Karis. Um, and I had met Sarah's parents, but that was it. I was meeting everybody else for the first time. And it's a crazy family. <laughs> and so it was, a, it was a bit overwhelming. But I remember we were there at the 50th, and I was thinking, 50 years, that's a long time. I can see myself spending 50 years with this woman. And hmm, we just celebrated our 20th. Cool. So we're on the way. Where to go? That's one thing. So hooray for wedding anniversaries. Um, your 50th has to be coming up. No, we got a, I got a late start. We're at 43, 44. Well, that's coming up. Six years. Yeah. yeah. Six years. That's close. You, you should spend all that time planning. <laughs> okay. Karen, Karen will be. I guarantee you that. Um, and I'd like to hit 75 one day. Not just 75 years old, 75 years married. Ooh. That's my goal. Um, Sarah's first response to that was, that sounds so tiring. <laughs> and I'm not sure if she met because she'd be older because that was a long time to spend with me. Um, we'll, we'll see maybe That later. maybe wasn't a compliment. Maybe it was not. Maybe we need counseling more than I think. Um, so yeah, 50 podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and making this possible for us to go for 50. And here's to another 50 more. Yay. So. We have our mystery guest. His name is Isaac. He's from Brazil. You know that. He's here to celebrate our 50th podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, my name is Isaac. I'm from Brazil. Uh, I'm 29 years old, and I'm here with my wife and have two kids here in an internship with the Harvest Communities. Which is us, by the way. Yeah, Paul and Nate. And it has been a wonderful season for us of resting seeing things from the outside and getting to getting ready for the new season that we're we're expecting in God. Amen. So Isaac has been here since September. Um, right. we're, we, we're calling it an internship because that's what immigration needs us to call it. But I mean, he's been serving as a pastor in Brazil for a number of years. And so internship is would be a little demeaning, I think. <laughs> I mean, you're certainly overqualified for internship. Um, but he humbled himself anyway, and he came here all the way to America with his family and his brand new baby. Stella was two months when you came? Yeah, uh, almost, uh, almost. Almost three, three months. months? Yeah. 
Oh, that yeah, is so little. She delayed a little bit of her coming because yeah. she was sick and all that happened. We were we were all praying for you guys yeah. a lot before you came because Stella you. was pretty ill and in the hospital a lot. That's right. She's doing great now, praise yeah, God. Absolutely. Yeah. Just started walking last week. I, I saw her, you know, just on Monday walking and I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Natalia, your wife, was like, I know. I <laughs> I was kind of ready for her not to start walking for a little bit longer, but yeah. So I remember when all my kids walked, it was like I was happy and proud and terrified at all at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Because <laughs> now they can more accurately harm themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little scary. So, so you've been here for a while now. Uh, this is not your first time in the United States. Yeah. I've been here before with my wife. We came for the Harvest Project in 2012. And, and what, pray tell, was the Harvest Project? Uh, it, it was a very, very practical leadership training that mm -hmm. Paul organized with, I think, some of his friends. And mm -hmm. we had uh, teachings during the week. We had retreats. We had outreaches. We had mentoring. And cool. Yeah, it was a good time for us, too. So you're here for like half a year for that? Yeah, five months. Okay. Yeah, from August to January. And Paul, cover your ears. How was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was wonderful. I told Paul I have this famous sentence that he it's always, it has become famous. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it became fam famous because I, I've been to a Lutheran seminary. It was a wonderful time. Uh, um, and I like to study. It's not mm -hmm. that's not the problem. Academic stuff is not the problem. But uh, the Harvest Project was very practical. So we we understand about what's ministering uh, on the daily basis, you mm -hmm. know, routine and the church and being healed for uh, to lead others. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what's your famous phrase that you? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about the famous phrase uh, that I learned more in five months and in almost five years of seminary. Yeah. I quote him on that regularly. I've, <laughs> I've read it and heard it many times. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, and Paul owes you royalties on, <laughs> on that uh, advertisement. Um, Paul, what, what, what are your thoughts on the Harvest Project? Can you say a little bit more about it? Sure. We really worked hard to put together a classy program I invited those to speak that I knew would do a super job. We had great teachers from around the city, and we'd have two or three days a week uh, in the evening, and we would uh, do a combination of teaching, training, mentoring, application, connecting, praying, lots of stuff together. We were a community. In fact, we'd go on retreats together where we were truly a community, sleeping right. in the same place. And it was a success. I put together the program with the help of others, and then I sent it to Northwestern and asked their academic committee to look at it. They looked at it, and they said, this is college-level stuff. Mm -hmm. And we will give credit, college credit, to those who come to Northwestern, say, from another school, or if they start at Northwestern, they'd give us credit for it. So it was a wonderful couple of years. That's really cool. Well, most of the 
people you had come in were professors from other places and pastors from other places. So, I mean, they were, it wasn't just Paul teaching a bunch of people, although he did a lot of it too, but we had a lot of professors and and very well-respected pastors. Mm -hmm. Some people who were professors at the Master's Institute Seminary, um, which is where I went to seminary, um, and other places. So this wasn't a seminary. The Master's Institute was the seminary that was started, but this was along the same trajectory, would you say? Sure. Um, I don't want to say Master's Institute light because that sounds demeaning. Um, and this wasn't just for people who are going to be pastors mm-hmm. um, or missionaries. This was for leaders, people who are called to lead and to do ministry um, with their life. And some of the graduates are serving in full-time, quote-unquote, vocational ministry now, and others aren't. They're doing other jobs, but they're serving the Lord, and they're ministering uh, within the body of Christ and leaders within their churches and that sort of thing. Is that accurate? That's accurate. And as you and I have talked, we feel that we may be doing this again sometime. That is what I was uh, leading up to, yeah. I got it. You you sniffed that out. Yep. So— uh, this took place, you know, a few years ago. You had two two years of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been been praying about when the right time is to to start this back up again. We feel uh, a call to leadership training in particular, and this is an obvious format for it to happen. And it was very successful. The only reason it stopped was simply uh, lack of uh, students, and you need a students for a school. I'm told. To that be successful, it, it's and that makes better. sense to me. Yeah. And so, uh, so we're just waiting on God's timing. And when uh, we have enough people who would like to go through a program like that, then that's probably roughly when we'll start doing it again. And it was focused on young adults exclusively the first time through, uh, and the next time through it may not be. Um, there have been a number of second career folks, um, some empty nesters, some. My kids just went off to college and I'm young and I have a lot to give God and church. And what do I do? I want, they're sensing a, a refocus, a re, re orientation of their life. Um, and they wanted to know where they could go to have people help them and give them the training they need. And maybe they weren't saying, I want to go to seminary and be a pastor, but I do want to help. I want to get out on the mission field, whether that's somewhere else or right in my own neighborhood, literally with the people next door to me. I want to be on that field. And so that's what the Harvest Project was about, referring to Luke chapter 10, where Jesus says, behold, the fields are white for harvest. They're ready. They're ripe. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. And so this was a school to train workers Mm -hmm. to go out into the harvest field. And I believe that uh, we're on the the verge of a third great awakening in the United States and I think it's going to be more of an international Great Awakening than we've experienced before. I think it could be the first true global revival, uh, but we'll have to see. History history will judge that when they find this podcast in a <laughs> in a time capsule somewhere. But um, the the Harvest Project, I think it's just a little piece of the puzzle for that for. Um, training up leaders into what to do. So we're hoping that uh, maybe some of you will hear that and be like, wow, that that sounds like something really fun that I'd be interested in. Uh, go ahead and send us an email and let us know. Um, or if you're interested in other things in your own area, because you don't live here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, um, 
send us an email anyway. And maybe we know some folks in your neck of the woods and we could help hook you up. I really like to hook people up within the body of Christ with other people. Um, a good friend, one of my best friends, Paul Finley, is a master at this. And I, every time I'm around him, I try to take notes because he is a master at, he gets to know someone, he finds out something about you. You need to know him. And he will literally right there connect you somehow. He'll text you their address and then he'll call that person on the phone and he'll say, hey, I'm talking to whoever. You need to talk to them. And like he he connects people. How neat is that? Uh, physically, he connects them in the spirit. That's he connects them with ministry. Um, and it's a real gift, I think, to the body of Christ. Uh, and I, I, would, I try to rub off on that whenever I'm around him because it doesn't come naturally for me. So you were here in 2012 for 2012, the Harvest Project. Yeah. And... You, but you and Paul had met prior to that, correct? That's right. Yep. Um, Paul, we met Paolo, the father of Isaac, in, I think that was the first time you met him as well, in Latvia, in 2006. Had you met him prior to that? I had I'd met him before he went to that. I think he came for a Holy Spirit conference here okay. in Minnesota, yeah. something around yeah. 2003 or okay. mm-hmm. not quite sure. Mm-hmm. There are three of them that came. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he came to a Holy Spirit conference here, and then we did a Holy Spirit conference um, primarily for pastors in Europe. We met in Latvia, but mm-hmm. Paulo and Mario and a couple, at least one other guy came from all the way from Brazil to Latvia, which I thought was impressive in and of itself. <laughs> um, and I really liked these guys. I didn't speak a lick of Portuguese, um, but they had a sincerity and a hunger. And a fire. And a fire. And I like all those things. <laughs> um, but they were also fun. And sometimes people are too serious and you're like, yeah, you're really holy, but you don't seem like you're that fun to hang out with. Um, and these guys seemed like they were pretty cool. And so I, I remember wishing that I could speak Portuguese, but I was really happy that Paul was connecting with them. And then through the years, Paul, you've connected a lot. Paul from Minnesota and Paulo from Brazil. Yes. You love want, going. You want to say anything about Paolo? Yes. We worked together when the Lutheran Church was going wacko in Brazil and worked together to help them step out of the Lutheran Church because we had done it here. And you're speaking about the denomination they were in, not Lutheranism as a That's right. cultural heritage or yes. a religious heritage. Uh, uh they they needed out, and so uh, we talked a lot about it, and they stepped out, and then uh, came into what they call the Mover. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the name of the group. church, yeah. Which means yeah. the movement? Yeah. Is that right? Mover is like to move. It's a verb in Portuguese. Oh, and also, move it. Yeah, it, uh, it's called the evangelical movement of renovation or something like that. That cool. will be in English. I like it. And Paolo leads that group. There are about 14 churches, 20 or so pastors. When I go down there, I connect with these churches and connect with the pastors, do some teaching. So I've kind but of... But they all kind of look to Paolo? Yes. He's like an apostle to that group. Mm-hmm. And he said at the last time we were there, when the three of us met, Paolo and Isaac and myself, he said, Isaac is a very effective pastor. In fact, he's a better pastor than I am. He's a leader. He's called to lead. And I think Paolo, uh, when Isaac goes back now, he'll do more pastoring. And 
hopefully then Paolo will be able to step back and do more leading of the network. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And so you've been going down there, Paul, regularly, like almost every year for Yeah, I skipped or... a few years there. Yeah. We had some visa trouble. Uh, oh, yeah. I think almost maybe Brazilian embassy lost your passport or something like that. I don't know what happened. Yeah. There were, there were two years in a row where... where... Yeah, we had trouble with... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if, if the devil was hindering him from entering, like Paul talks about in, you know, Acts. Sometimes they are hindered by the devil. Sometimes it's the Holy Spirit saying, not yet, don't go there. Yeah, we're back other, on track. Other times it's bureaucrats who lose passports. And there's really, <laughs> the, you don't have to over-spiritualize it. Um, and I presume you're going down again? Going down in soon? September. And one other thing that we're going to do besides the normal preaching, teaching, connecting, is that we're going to launch the Master's Institute in their church, in their community, in their in their network of churches. That's very exciting yes, for me. Yes, and the Master's Institute is the seminary that you started back in 2001. And I, I was in the first class of that yes, seminary, the, the guinea pig program. <laughs> I nearly broke it, but it survived despite my presence. Yes. <laughs> and Per Nielsen, not this last graduation, but a year before, he said, we are taking the seminary out of the seminary. We're, we're taking it to the people rather than taking the people to the seminary. And I got in his face after that graduation, and I said, Per, that's, that's why I started it, because I did not want to bring people out of their environment to a sort of artificial environment together with people that they don't know, but we want to take it to them. We're going to take it to local churches, and that's exactly what the school is now. But now we're taking that a step farther. We're taking it to other countries. Mm-hmm. Rather than have them come here, we're saying, we can go to you. So when we discussed this with Paolo over the phone, he was pretty excited about it, wasn't he, Isaac? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice program, and we're really excited for yeah. the things that yeah. we have so ahead. So this September, we'll be, to be there. Yeah. We'll be taking we'll be, pilot. Uh, <laughs> uh, taking some people down there to work specifically with the seminary. Yeah, great. It's, that's exciting. Yeah, it's great. And, and it's it's fun to build more connections with us between us and our countries, our groups, our families. I find the more the more I go on in ministry, the more I find that relationship is where it's at. Relationship with God being the most important thing in our faith life as opposed to duties and then relationship with each other actually being really important. And I find, I think you guys probably found this too, but when there's a stronger relationship, more happens, more happens, more seems to happen in the spirit, more seems to happen in just things getting done, the better relationships you have. And sometimes better means you've worked at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and worked through a lot of things. I've had ministry relationships that, took a lot of counseling <laughs> to get on the same page, you know, communication wise and whatnot. But um, so I think that as we, those of us sitting on this couch, get to know each other better and continue working together along with your father, Paolo. Um, I think God's going to continue to do really cool things between the U S and Brazil. Yeah. So we're looking forward to seeing that um, next week. When we come back, I'd like to talk more about, Brazil. I think a lot of Americans don't know enough about Brazil um, and kind of the, the 
history of the church there and where you guys have been and maybe where you see it going or hope to see it going yeah. uh, in the future. So let's come back next week and talk about that. Good. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless. God bless.